Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. this afternoon to be in your presence. Dear Lord, we are honored to be here and we thank you, Lord, for your spirit. We ask, O oh God, that you speak to our hearts this afternoon. Minister to us. Lord, let us not leave this place the same as we came. I avail myself as a vessel. I pray, O oh Lord, that you have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you give me a little volume, please? You may be seated with a clap offering. Somebody was trying to clap for Jesus. Yes, you made an attempt. Wonderful. Clap for these wonderful people. Amen. Amen. How many of you are enjoying our, our evangelism? Well, July is the month of evangelism worldwide in the Lighthouse family. Amen. Amen. And I say it's a wonderful blessing. It's a wonderful blessing that our Father sets aside the month of July as a month of evangelism. And for us all to experience, experience the call of God. Amen. For us all to be involved in the main work of God. Hallelujah. There are some of you who would otherwise not ever witness to someone or talk to someone about Christ. But in the month of July, the Father makes it an opportunity for us all to have the ability to share Christ. Now, it's not to say that July is the only month that we are supposed to witness to people. Hallelujah. Are you giving me some volume? July is not the only month, but it's a month that we make or we avail ourselves, we give the opportunity for every single church member to witness to Christ, who will otherwise not even do it. And it's supposed to give you that taste of it and the joy of it so that you will continue in it. Amen. It is not supposed to be a periodic thing that we finish the month of July for evangelism and so we are done for the year. Winning souls is throughout the year and it's throughout the seasons. Hallelujah. So last week we learned about the value of a soul. How many of you were in church last week? I don't know what happened to half of the church. They don't like winning souls. Amen. Hallelujah. But last week we learned about winning souls. We learned about the value of a soul. Amen. And I believe that a lot of you had a different understanding or you had a different outlook of how God looks at the soul. Amen. Amen. And I believe by the grace of God that your attitude towards soul was changed. Amen. Or has changed. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now today we want to talk about soul winning. We want to talk about soul winning. And from last week's message, we realized that soul winning must be every Christian's primary purpose in life. And as a result, it has to be every church's primary existence, reason for every church's existence. Soul winning must be the reason why the church exists. Hallelujah. Soul Soul winning must be the reason why we have a church. Amen. Amen. If we are followers of Christ, if we call ourselves Christians and we are followers of Jesus, then we are supposed to be fishers of men. According to Matthew 4 and 19, he says, follow me, follow me, be my follower and I will make you what? A fisher of men. I will make you fishers of men. If we are following Jesus, then the ultimate thing that we are going to become is to become fishers of men. Hallelujah. Therefore, everything that we are doing, 
everything we are involved in, everything that we are engaged in as a Christian or as a church must be geared towards soul winning. Everything we are doing must be geared towards soul winning. Everything we are involved in must be oriented towards soul winning. Hallelujah. Because that is what, that is the reason why we are following Christ. We are following him so that he will make us fishers of men. Is someone understanding what I'm sharing this afternoon? That we become fishers of men. Understand that. That if you call yourself a Christian or a follower of Christ, see yourself as a soul winner. See yourself as a fisher of men. Amen. Amen. Our Our priorities, our purposes, our blessings, our difficulties, our challenges must all be geared towards soul winning. If we are receiving blessings, it must be geared towards soul winning. If we are going through difficulties, it must be oriented towards soul winning. Whatever situation that you are going through, see soul winning in that situation. Amen. 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 You understand what I'm sharing? Hallelujah. You see, but today's Christians, just like the disciples, we have changed our orientation. Anytime we experience the power of God, anytime we experience the manifestations of God, we assume that it has come to solve our personal problems. Amen. Anytime, anytime we see a move of God, we make an assumption that it is to solve our personal problems. So when we see a move of God, we are thinking of our personal problems. That today is the day that this problem will be solved. Today is the day that this problem will be resolved. But I'm saying that anytime you see a move of God, anytime you see that there's a challenge, there's a difficulty, see so winning in that moment. Amen. 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 You see, this is the reason why Jesus came. This is the reason why he taught for three years. He chose people and he taught them for three years. But when he was living at the last moment, look at the scripture in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. And verse 6. It says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, Will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? You see, now the, the people were running away. When Jesus died, they were all running away. They were hiding, even when he was arrested. But when they saw the manifestation of God, when they saw that this man has risen up from dead, when they saw that there is power in this man, and they gathered, the Bible says, therefore when they have come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Are you now going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Because you see, the people have been oppressed by the Romans for a long time. They have suffered bondage for a long time, and so they were waiting for a manifestation of God. They were waiting for a move of God to deliver them. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And so when Jesus is now, after he felt he had taught them and he's leaving them a ministry, after he felt he had called them to be fishers of men and he's just about, because after this conversation, the Bible says they saw him being lifted up. And at that last moment, they are asking him, are you now going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Are we now, since now you are going to be the president, are we now going to be like the vice and the prime minister? Are we going to have the finance minister? Or am I going to be, are you now going to restore the kingdom? Because remember us. And then what? We've been with you all these times. Do you remember? Three years. The suffering. They sought to kill us all. And we were with you. So now that we see this power in you, now that we see that you are someone who, you, you, you are going to be a president forever. You will die and you will rise up again. Are you now going to restore the kingdom of Israel to us? And then he said, and he said unto them, 
It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. Beloved, when you are going through difficulties, it is not for you to know the times of the season which the Father has put in his own power. So he said, verse 8, he said, but ye shall receive power. Yes, I have died and I have risen. And you shall receive power. He says, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Now, this power is not going to make you the prime minister. This power is not going to make you have a beloved. This is not the reason for it. This power is not going to make you the CEO of Morgan Stanley. This power is, is come upon you. It says, ye shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Judea. Both in Judea. In Samaria. And where? To the outermost parts of the earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you see, whenever we see the manifestation, whenever we have difficulty and we are looking forward to the manifestation of God, we think it is to solve our problem issues, our personal issues. Hallelujah. Amen. That third night when the power of God was being manifested and he has risen, there were two men who were walking to the town of Emmaus. And as they were going, they were very sad and talking about the events that had occurred the last three days. And they were talking about how Jesus was doing great things, how he was multiplying bread. In fact, he was going to be the president who will cause bread to be abundance in our cities. You know, we were never going to lack anything. You know, he was really the Messiah. He was really going to restore the kingdom of Israel. He was really good. So they were very sad. And, I said, and then we heard that, you know, some women went to the grave and they said they saw that the grave was empty and someone came to tell them that, you know, the man is not here anymore, but we have not seen him. But the disciples also went to look and they confirmed that the man is not. And then the Bible says that Jesus joined them in their conversation. Jesus joined them in their conversation, but their, their, mind, their eyes were blinded that they could not recognize him. Amen. Amen. He joined them in a conversation. And Luke 24, verse 21, as he joined them, he says, but this is what they were saying. They said, but we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. This was their trust. This was their trust in the Messiah that it would have been he who should have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, Today is the third day. Today is the third day. The third day of the manifestations. The third day of the rising from the dead. The third day of the reason why you and I are here today. He says, and today is the third day since these things were done. Like ordinary for them. It was so ordinary. Amen. Amen. Because again, they had suffered under the Romans. Under the Roman regime. They have suffered under bondage, grievous bondage, and they were yearning for deliverance. Hallelujah. They were yearning for deliverance. So when the Messiah came, their understanding was that he was going to restore the kingdom to Israel. Amen. Amen. But he says, you shall receive power. I say, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And it is going to make you, you are going to become witnesses. Witnesses. Amen. Amen. Witnesses. Hallelujah. There was another woman by the name of Salome. Do you know Salome? Yeah. It's Salome in church. Yeah. Imagine Salome with her two sons. Do you understand? Salome and her two sons, you know, she grabbed them and said, hey, come. Let, before I die, let me secure some positions for you. You have been with this man for a while. Come, 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 come. So she grabbed her two sons. And the Bible says she grabbed them and she came to Jesus. She had an opportunity, a great opportunity for a great blessing. A great opportunity for a great blessing. And he said she grabbed her two sons and they came. 
And he says, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 20. He says, when she had, when she had, when she came, when she came, he says, then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons. So I can imagine how the sons would, oh, that is embarrassing, mommy. Don't do that. Don't do that. He says, hey, come, 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 come. Come with me. You can't follow this man for nothing. Look at all the things you are going to. Come with me. Come, come, come. Come with me. So she dragged them. And the Bible said, then she came. It says, she came with her two sons, her sons, worshiping him and desiring a thing of him. Say, Lord, I have something to ask of you. There is something that I need. He said, you know I'm getting old. You know, these my sons, they were in a business. They were in a family business. Now they don't have it anymore. And you know I'm getting old. So he says, verse 21, then he said unto her, what will thou? What do you want? What will that? What? Listen, when Jesus has appeared to you and is asking you, what should I give you? And you say, Lord, give me a beloved. When Jesus has visited you and is asking you, what will that? What should I give you? Lord, I need my green card. Lord, I need a position. I need to be promoted as a head of the security department. An opportunity to ask for a blessing. He says, what will thou? She said unto him, grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right hand and the one on thy left hand. You know, maybe this one can be a prime minister and this one can be a minister for finance. You know, Lord, I believe by the time you finally take control of Israel and you become the president or the king, myself, I'll be too old to do anything. But at least my two sons, make sure that at least one is sitting on your right and one is sitting on your left. Whenever we see a manifestation, whenever we have a great opportunity for a blessing, we think of our personal needs. Amen. Grant that these my two sons, one will sit on the left, one will sit on the right, in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, "Ye know what you ask. Ye know not what you ask. You don't know what you are asking for. <laughs> you do not know what you are asking for." He said, "You don't think too far. <laughs> you don't think madness. You don't know what you are asking for." He says. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? They said unto him, they also, they said unto him, yeah, Lord, we are able. The people who have worked with him three years that he is preparing for a ministry and no not, and no, and no, for three years, they say we are able. And so you will see that that was a common manifestation amongst all of them. Because all of them, their eyes were also on positions. And so you see the next scripture, the Bible says, And he said unto them, He shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. And then the next scripture, it says, And when the ten, the other ones, when they heard it, they were moved with indignation. Ah, Sana, you people, this is your plan. Amen. We are always thinking of our personal gains. Hallelujah. We are always thinking of our personal gains. But he said in John 15, 16, he says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you 
I have made you pastors. I have made you ministers. I have ordained you that you shall go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. Now, when that is settled, then he says that whatever you ask of the Father, when that is settled, then when that is settled, if you will only do what I came here for, if you will only fulfill the reason for my presence here, if you will only carry on the primary assignment for which reason I am here, then he says, whatever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. He may give it to you. He may give it to you. I said, he may give it to you. Amen. He may give it to you. Hallelujah. So when you are, when you are a Christian, you are a fisher of men. When you give your life to Christ, you are made a fisher of men. When you make a decision to follow Christ, you have become a fisher of men. Look at Paul. What happened to him? The Apostle Paul, when he gave his life to Christ. Acts chapter 9 and verse 19. Acts chapter 9 and verse 19. It says, And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. This is Paul. After Christ met him, he was blind and he went to Ananias. He received healing. And the Bible says, Now they gave him food to eat. And he says, And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And what? Straightway, straightway, straightway. He says, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Straightway. I said, straightway. Straightway he went to preach Christ that he is the Son of God. And the Bible says, it says, verse 21, but all that heard him were amazed and said, It's not this he that destroyed them which called on his name in Jerusalem and came hither for that tent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest. Is it not this one who we heard that he had three boyfriends and this and that and now he's sitting in a church? Is it not this one who we heard that he was a thief? He went to steal in the store and he was even caught. Is it not this one who was an alcoholic? Is it not this one who was drinking? He says, but straightway after he gave his life to Christ, Straightway, he became a fisher of men. Straightway, he became a fisher of men. Straightway, he became a fisher of men. Hallelujah. Straightway, he did not wait. Amen. Most of you have become Christians for a long time. Tongue-speaking Christians. Baptized with the Holy Ghost. But you have not won even one soul for Christ. One soul for Christ. That is why we give you an opportunity in the month of July. Amen. That is why we give you an opportunity to become a fisher of man. Amen. All we do is polish you and polish you and polish you and polish you over and over. You receive wisdom one, wisdom two, wisdom three, wisdom 30. Keep polishing you and polishing you and polishing you. Amen. Amen. Not one soul for Christ. Yes, you are no more drinking. You are no more smoking. We have polished you. You are no more an alcoholic. You are no more chasing a woman. We have polished you and polished you over. But the purpose is to make you a fisher of men. The goal is for you to become a fisher of men. Amen. A fisher of men. Are you, are you not surprised that not everyone has given his life to Christ? So you were chosen. You particularly, you were chosen. And he says, you did not choose me. I chose you. Your presence here was selected, special. You were chosen. Your sitting here today is very special. Jesus chose you and ordained you. Hallelujah. I said you were chosen and you were ordained. Amen. Hallelujah. He says to become witnesses. Witnesses. You ought to become a witness. You ought to become a witness. Hallelujah. One of the signs, one of the signs that the Holy Ghost is upon you, or even as a church, that the Holy Ghost is in the church, is that we are witnesses. 
Because it says, after that, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. And when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you become witnesses. Hallelujah. You become witnesses. Amen. You become witnesses. Witnessing to people that you do not know. Witnessing not only in Jerusalem, but you are witnessing also in Samaria. You are witnessing to people who do not know you. You are witnessing to people who do not speak your language. And he says that you will call upon nations who did not know you. And nations which did not know you, they shall respond to you. Because the power of the Holy Ghost is upon you. Amen. Because the power of the Holy Ghost is upon you. Amen. You become witnesses. You become witnesses. Jeff, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That you become a witness. That people around you at work, they hear about Christ. Amen. Amen. They hear about Christ. Hallelujah. They hear about Christ. That is the reason why Jesus came. That is the reason why God sent his son. That is the reason why Jesus says, and lo, I am with you always. Always. He's always going to be with you if you are going to the outermost part of the world. That is when you expect that Christ is with you. Amen. That is when you expect that Jesus is with you. Hallelujah. When you are going to the outermost part of the world. Amen. Always. He will always be with you. Amen. You know, a lot of times we quote the scripture in Romans 8, and we say that all things work together. All things work together for the good of them that love God and are called. All things work together. So any calamity that happens to you, anything that is happening to you, you say it's working together for your good. It's working together. But look at that scripture, Romans 8 and 28. Look at that scripture. Look at that. Romans 8, 28. Can you find that scripture? Let me show you something. He says, and we know that all things, all things work together for good. I say, whenever you are going through anything, whenever you are receiving a blessing, whenever you are receiving difficulty, any challenge, see so winning in the window. He says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And his purpose is to win souls. His purpose is to save souls. His purpose is to win souls. So when you are seeing a blessing, it is working together to win souls. When you are seeing a difficulty, it is working together for, to win souls. When you are seeing that your marriage is going through trouble, it is working together for winning souls. When you are seeing that there is some financial difficulty, it is working together for winning souls. Amen. Someone was born blind in John chapter 9. Born blind. And we didn't understand why. The disciples didn't understand why the man was born blind. For them, every disease is as a result of your sin. If you are sick, it means that you sinned. You did something wrong. So they asked Jesus, was it this man who sinned? Or his father or his mother that he was born blind? And I'm not sure how someone can sin even before he is born. That he will be born blind. But Jesus says, no. Not that his father sinned or his mother sinned. But so that the work of God will be made manifest. And if you read the whole of John chapter 9, I think verse 16, verse 16. This man who was born blind, you know, Jesus could not stand, the, the Pharisees, they couldn't stand Jesus. They couldn't even reason with him. As he is talking to them, they are forming some evil plans. So they were not even hearing him. But because of this man who was born blind, because of this man who, if you will look, you will think, why was this man born blind to suffer all his childhood, to grow up and to become a blind man as an adult? The Bible says, therefore says some of the Pharisees, when he appeared before the Pharisees, this man who now is showing the manifestations of Jesus, the powers of God, that he's healed. Now, the Bible says that, therefore said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God. Because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. This is what they were saying of Jesus. Others, others, others among the Pharisees. If there were hundreds of Pharisees, there were half of them or so, 25%, I'm not sure. But others among them said, 
How can a man that is a sinner do such a miracle? And the Bible says, and there was a division amongst them. There was a division such that something that this is not from God, but others felt that this man has to be from God. That the manifestation of God will be made manifest. Your difficulty is working together for his purpose. Your challenges, they are working together for his purpose. Amen. 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 And sometimes you see, others' difficulty may involve you. Do you understand? Such as his parents. I mean, I can imagine how parents suffered to raise up a child that was born blind. That they had to lead him everywhere he went. So sometimes, others' difficulty, it may affect you. And you don't seem to have any difficulty. You don't seem to have any problem with you. But all of that, as you are experiencing it also, it is working together for good. I say it is working together for good. Amen. It is working together for good. Hallelujah. It is working together for good. Amen. I say it is working together for good. And for the purposes of God. Hallelujah. Amen. It is all about Jesus. I say it is all about Jesus. Everything is all about Jesus. When he spoke to them, when he met the, the, the two men who were going to Emmaus, the Bible says, after they have risen through this and talked through this, he says, he began to expound to them. He began to expound to them. And in verse 27, he says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, I'm looking at Luke 24 and 27. He says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. It is all about Jesus. It is all about him. Everything you are experiencing, it is about Christ. As a Christian, every difficulty you are going through, it is all about Jesus. Yes, a man was born blind, it is all about Jesus. A man was born blind from childhood, grew up as a blind man, it was all about Jesus. Hallelujah. I say it was all about Jesus. Your challenges, they are all about Jesus. Amen. They are all about Jesus. Hallelujah. Look not at your needs. Look not at the things that concern you. My favorite scripture is in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. In fact, let's just read from verse 31 quickly. Matthew 6 and 31. It says, therefore, he says, take no thought. Take no thought. You see, it sounds, it sounds, how can you not take thought? He says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Is it not the thing that is on your mind every day? How shall we pay our rent? How shall we fix the car? How shall we pay our mortgage? How shall we buy gas in a car? How shall we pay our tuition? But he says, therefore, you see, this is some of the reasons for which you, a lot of people don't come to church. This is some of the reasons a lot of people don't come for services. Amen. Because you have need to pay your your, your, your bills. But he says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what with all shall we be clothed? Isn't it what you worry about? What you be clothed? Where you will live? How you pay your rent? He says, for after all these things, do the Gentiles seek? These are the things that the unbelievers are looking for. These are the things who do not have the Holy Ghost are looking for. Amen. These are the things who do not believe in Christ are looking for. He says, these are the things that the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. All the things that unbelievers are looking for. He says, he said, these are all these things that the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye also, you also, you have need of these things. He says, you have need of these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you have need of a Mercedes Benz. Do you want a Mercedes Benz? Your heavenly Father knows that you have need of it. Do you want a beautiful house? Your heavenly Father knows that you want that. 
Is it not what unbelievers are looking for? Is it not what they spend all their life searching and hunting and working? Is it not the reason why a lot of people are not in church? Is it not the reason why you were not in church last Sunday when they called you to work overtime? Is it not the reason? Is it not the reason? Say to your neighbor, shame on you. At the end of the service, look at your friend, the friend that sits next to you, and ask and call and say, why were you not in church? Oh, my boss called me to come and work. He says, your heavenly father knows that you need nice shoes. Your heavenly father knows that you need a beloved. Your heavenly father knows that you need nice clothes. Your heavenly father knows that you should not walk naked. Your heavenly father knows that you should eat some expensive food. Because when you see unbelievers eating all kinds of things, you say, hey, people are enjoying it and we are suffering. Your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things. But he says, but for you, for you, he says, but you, you, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. You, your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things, but you, just seek ye first the kingdom. Somewhere, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What a shortcut. What a shortcut. Wow. What a shortcut. It says, you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, all these things shall be added unto you. All these things shall be added unto you. All these things. Amen. Let not your needs, let not your needs come in the way. Let not your needs stand in the way. You know, in the book of Luke, chapter 5, when Jesus came and he saw that the people wanted to hear the word of God, he saw that the people were gathering, the crowds were gathering, and they wanted to hear the word of God. You see, the people that Jesus called to be his followers, they also had needs. They were men of needs also. Do you understand? They were men who were searching for something. They were also working before Christ called them. So they had needs. They had family to care for. They had businesses to run. They had family businesses to take care of. Paul, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? They, they had needs also. But you see, when Jesus came and he realized that people have gathered and that they were hungry for the word of God, he did not allow the needs of the people to come in the way. And so he realized that, well, they had toiled all night and they, they have left their ship. But he knew they had needs. But he says, he called them again and says, can you trust the ship, trust this boat a little bit? Trust this boat a little so I can use it as a platform to preach. Trust this boat a little bit. And I can imagine how Peter was bored. I can imagine how Peter was bored. You see, a lot of you, you know, sometimes you are going through certain difficulties and your pastor is calling you, your shepherd is calling you. Oh, why have you not come to church? You are angry. You say, you don't know what I'm going through. If you knew what I'm going through, so he says, trust a little bit. Trust this book. I can imagine how Peter would have come and says, listen, as he's just pushing, the preaching with the chop, you know, and then he's just pushing. He says, look, we came all night, we did it, and just, and then he will push it. And a lot of you, that is how you do the work of God. That is how you do the work of God. You are, you are memoring, but you are doing the work. Do you understand? So he trusted the boat, and then Jesus sat on the boat. And he preached the word of God. He placed the kingdom of God first. He made sure that the kingdom of God is chosen first. And when he was done with that, he said, you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom. Allow me to use your boat first and see. Allow yourself to be in check. Allow yourself to witness to someone first. Just get the courage of your difficulties and of your challenges, of your financial challenges, of your tiredness. Just gather yourself and just witness to someone first. 
let the kingdom of God come first. And the Bible says, when he was done, he called me and says, now throw the net on this side. He says, now throw the, word, throw the net on this side. And I can imagine how he, he was bored again. This man, I don't know what he knows about fishing. Yeah. You see, we are doing the work. I don't know what he knows about fishing, but if he knew, we have gone deeper. Just here, thrust the net here. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first. And the Bible says, he, he, says, he says, Lord, we have toiled all night. We have caught nothing. But if you are saying it, you know, because you are the rabbi, let's just obey you. And the Bible says, they could not pull. What? They could not. It says, the net they could not pull. They beckoned their brethren that they could come and help them. Seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. And all these things, they will be added. They will be added. They will be added unto you. Hallelujah. It is a month of evangelism. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the difficulties that you are experiencing, the challenges, solutions will be added unto you. Our time is up. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet and we will continue next time we are together. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. There are things that stand in your way. They look so obvious. And they make you want to pursue other things. They make you want to chase after other things. But your heavenly father says, these are the things that the Gentiles seek after. These are the things that unbelievers are looking for. These are the things that they spend their energy on. These are the things that they are tired for. These are the things that they stay awake for. But you, seek ye first the kingdom of God. You, yes, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Yes. What are the things that stand in our way? Oh, Lord, the power of the spirit shall come upon you when the power is come upon you it shall turn you into a witness oh desire this afternoon that you become a witness become a witness unto Christ
Jesus Christ into my life if that is you this afternoon if that is your prayer the Lord is speaking to you if that is you he says if it, if it was just you on earth he would still would have left his crown from above and come here and die for you if that is you Jesus is here to save you with all eyes closed and every head bowed just lift up your right hand you say I want to give my life to Jesus I want to give my life to Christ. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. The Lord is speaking to you right now. If that is you, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? I see your hand. I see your hand. Anyone here like that? Today is a very special day. The Lord knew you were coming here. He ordered your steps. He says, seek me first. Seek my kingdom first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Anyone else? Keep your hand up. I see your hand. Anyone else? You want to join? You want to give your life to Jesus this afternoon? Anyone else? You want to give your life to Jesus? If you have lifted up your hand, come forward. Join me here for a moment. Come forward. Take that bold step. It is a great walk. It is a great step that you are taking. I surrender. Anyone else? You want to join? Surrender. You want to join? You say, I am tired.
Lord is talking to you, you want to join, come forward, take that bold step. I want you all to join me and say this after me. Brother, say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose up again from the dead. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Let your blood cleanse me. Let your blood purify me. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my life. This afternoon, I make a declaration that you are my Lord. That you are my Lord. You are my master. You are my master. You are my savior. You are my savior. Please write my name. Please write my Please name. write my name. Please write my in name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Name. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for your son this afternoon. I pray, O oh Lord. Lord, your word teaches us that when one such son comes back to your kingdom. The heavenly angels rejoice. Lord, this afternoon we believe the heavenly angels are rejoicing. Because your son, who was once lost, has returned to you. I pray, oh God, that you build a hedge around him. I pray, oh God, that you protect him from every plan of the enemy. Deliver him from every work of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Father, may he never walk back. But may he continue to walk with you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. God bless you. God bless you, brother. I have this special book for you. It's a great gift. I want you to read it, and it will bless you. It will strengthen you. God bless you, Emmanuel. God bless you. Put your hands together for the Lord. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.